Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcima.net, or if you mouse over the link atop for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same webpage, there's a tab entitled Lesson Sign Up, where you can subscribe to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text readings of the day as well as the lessons of the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, with Section 4, Littleness versus Magnitude. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 166. I am entrusted. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. And by way of opening this morning, I had every confidence that this poem from Meister Eckhart would speak to us most deeply today as we continue our reading and discussing about the holy instant. The poem is called To See as God Sees. And it goes like this. It is your destiny to see as God sees to know as God knows, to feel as God feels. How is this possible? How? Because divine love cannot defy its very self. Divine love will be eternally true to its own being, and its being is giving all it can at the perfect moment. And the greatest gift God can give is his own experience. Every object, every creature, every man, woman, and child has a soul, and it is the destiny of all to see as God sees, to know as God knows, to feel as God feels, to be as God is. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. Amen. Perfect. Thank you. Mm. Love that. Thank you. Privilege to find these every morning, to listen to them, and I'm grateful. So here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Karen, Robin Marie, Jessica, and Judy. And I don't see that we're joined as yet by anyone, but I'm sure we will be as we go along. So, let's undertake again. Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, with Section 4, Littleness versus Magnitude. Beginning with Chapter 22. Being not content with littleness, but be sure you understand what littleness is and why you could never be content with it. Littleness is the offering you gave yourself. You offered this in place of magnitude and you accepted it. Everything in this world is little because it is a world made out of littleness in the strange belief that littleness can content you. When you strive for anything in this world with the belief that it will bring you peace, you are belittling yourself 
and blinding yourself to glory. Littleness and glory are the choices open to your striving and your vigilance. You will always choose one at the expense of the other. Oh, Lemoyne. Okay, Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, Section 4, Littleness versus Magnitude. Be not content, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> be not content with littleness, but be sure you understand what littleness is and why you could never be content with it. Littleness is the offering you gave yourself. You offered this in place of magnitude, and you accepted it. Everything in this world is little because it is a world made out of littleness in the strange belief that littleness can content you. When you strive for anything in this world with the belief that it will bring you peace, you are belittling yourself and blinding yourself to glory. Littleness and glory are the choices open to your striving and your vigilance. You always choose one at the expense of the other. Yet what you do not realize each time you choose is that your choice is your evaluation of yourself. Choose littleness and you will not have peace, for you will have judged yourself unworthy of it. And whatever you offer as a substitute is much too poor a gift to satisfy you. It, isn't, <clears throat> it is essential that you accept the fact, and accept it gladly, that there is no form of glitter, littleness <laughs> that can ever content you. You are free to try as many as you wish, but all you will be doing is to delay your homecoming. For you will be content only in magnitude, which is your home. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 23. Yet what you do not realize each time you choose is that your choice is your evaluation of yourself. Choose littleness and you will not have peace. For you will have judged yourself unworthy of it. And whatever you offer as a substitute is much too poor a gift to satisfy you. It is essential that you accept the fact and accept it gladly that there is no form of littleness that can ever content you. You are free to try as many as you wish, but all you will be doing is to delay your homecoming for you will be content only in magnitude, which is your home. 24. There is a deep responsibility you owe yourself, and one which you must learn to remember all the time. The lesson will seem hard at first, but you will learn to love it when you realize that it is true and constitutes a tribute to your power. You who have sought and found littleness, remember this. Every decision which you make stems from what you think you are and represents the value that you put upon yourself. Believe the little can content you, and by limiting yourself you will not be satisfied. 
For your function is not little. And it is only by finding your function and fulfilling it that you can escape from littleness. Thank you, Fran. And let's see. Karen. 24. There is a deep responsibility you owe yourself and one which you must learn to remember all the time. The lesson will seem hard at first, but you will learn to love it when you realize that it is true and constitutes a tribute to your power. You have sought and found littleness. Remember this. Every decision which you make stems from what you think you are and represents the value that you put upon yourself. Believe the little can content you, and by limiting yourself, you will not be satisfied. For your function is not little, and it is only by finding your function and fulfilling it that you can escape from littleness. 25. There is no doubt about what your function is. For the Holy Spirit knows what it is. There is no doubt about its magnitude, for it reaches you through him from magnitude. You do not have to strive for it because you have it. All your striving must be directed against littleness, for it does require vigilance to protect your magnitude in this world to hold your magnitude in perfect awareness in a world of littleness is a task the little cannot undertake. Yet it is asked of you in tribute to your magnitude and not your littleness. Nor is it asked of you alone. Thank you, Karen. Hey, Robin Marie. Twenty-five, there is no doubt about what your function is, for the Holy Spirit knows what it is. There is no doubt about its magnitude, for it reaches you through him from magnitude. You do not have to strive for it, because you have it. All your striving must be directed against littleness. For it does require vigilance to protect your magnitude in this world. To hold your magnitude in perfect awareness in a world of littleness is a task the little cannot undertake. Yet it is asked of you in tribute, tribute to your magnitude <clears throat> and not your littleness. Nor is it asked of you alone. 26. The power of God will support every effort you make on behalf of his dear son. Search for the little and you deny yourself his power. God is not willing that his son be content with less than everything, for he is not content without his son, and his son cannot be content with less than his father has given him. We asked you once before, would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? Let this question be asked you by the Holy Spirit in you every time 
you make a decision. For every decision you make does answer this and invites sorrow or joy accordingly. Thank you, Robin Marie and Jessica. 26. The power of God will support every effort you make on behalf of his dear son. Search for the little and you deny yourself his power. God is not willing that his son be content with less than everything. For he is not content without his son, and his son cannot be content with less than his father has given him. We asked you once before, would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? Let this question be asked you by the Holy Spirit in, in you every time you make a decision. For every decision you make does answer this and invites sorrow or joy accordingly. 27. When God gave himself to you in your creation, he established you as host to him forever. He has not left you and you have not left him. All your attempts to deny his magnitude and make his son hostage to the ego cannot make little whom God has joined with him. Every decision you make is for heaven or for hell and will bring you awareness of what you decided for. The Holy Spirit can hold your magnitude clean of all littleness clearly and in perfect safety in your minds, untouched by every little gift the world of like littleness would offer you. But for this, you cannot side against him in what he wills for you. Oh, I'm sorry. But for this, you cannot side against him in what he wills for you. Thank you, Jessica and Judy. Thank you. When God gave himself to you in your creation, he established you as host to him forever. He has not left you, and you have not left him. All your attempts to deny his magnitude and make his son hostage to the ego cannot make little whom God has joined with him. Every decision you make for heaven or for hell and will bring your awareness of what you decided for. The Holy Spirit can hold your magnitude clean of all littleness, clearly in perfect safety in your minds, untouched by every little gift the world of littleness would offer you. But for this, you cannot side against him in what he wills for you. Decide for God through him. For littleness, and the belief that you can be content with littleness are the decisions you have made about yourself, the power and the glory that lie in you from God, are for all who, like you, perceive themselves as, as little and have deceived themselves 
into believing littleness can be blown up by them into a sense of magnitude that can content them. Neither give littleness nor accept it. All honor is due the host of God. Your littleness deceives you, but your magnitude is of him who dwells in you and in whom you dwell. Touch no one then with littleness in the name of Christ, eternal host unto his Father. Thank you, Judy. And would there be a new reader for 28 and 29? I can read. This is Reverend Rachel Joy. Well, thank you, Reverend Rachel. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, 28. Uh, decide for God through him. For littleness and the belief that you can be content with littleness are the decisions you have made about yourself. The power and the glory that lie in you from God are for all who, like you, perceive themselves as little and have deceived themselves into believing that littleness can be blown up by them into a sense of magnitude that can content them. Neither give littleness nor accept it. All honor is to the host of God. Your littleness deceives you, but your magnitude is of him who dwells in you and in whom you dwell. Touch no one then with littleness, in the name of Christ, eternal host, unto his Father. 29. In this season, Christmas, which celebrates the birth of holiness into this world, join with me, who decided for holiness for you. It is our task together to restore the awareness of magnitude to the host whom God appointed for himself. It is beyond all your littleness to give the gift of God, but not beyond you. For God whom, no, for God would give himself through you. He reaches from you to everyone and beyond everyone to his son's creations, but without leaving you far beyond your little world, but still in you. He extends forever, yet he brings all his extensions to you as host to him. Thank you, Reverend Rita. And would there be another new reader for 29 and 30? Okay, well, going back to you. Okay, thank you. In this season, Christmas, which celebrates the birth of holiness into this world, join with me who decided for holiness for you. It is our task together to restore the awareness of magnitude to the host whom God appointed for himself. It is beyond all your littleness to give the gift of God, but not beyond you. For God would give himself through you. He reaches from you to everyone and beyond everyone to 
his son's creations, but without leaving you. Far beyond your little world, but still in you, he extends forever. Yet he brings all his extensions to you as host to him. Is it a sacrifice to leave littleness behind and wander not in vain? It is not sacrifice to wake to glory, but it is a sacrifice to accept anything less than glory. Learn that you must be worthy of the Prince of Peace, born in you in honor of him whose host you are. You know not what love means because you have sought to purchase it with little gifts, thus valuing it too little to be able to understand its magnitude. <clears throat> love is not little, and love dwells in you, for you are host to him. Before the greatness that lives in you, your poor appreciation of yourself and all the little offerings you have given slip into nothingness. Holy child of God, when will you learn that only holiness can content you and give you peace? Thank you, Lemoyne and Fran. 30. Is it a sacrifice to leave littleness behind and wander not in vain? It is not sacrifice to wake to glory, but it is a sacrifice <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to accept anything less than glory. Learn that you must be worthy of the Prince of Peace, born in you in honor of him whose host you are. You know not what love means, because you have sought to purchase it with little gifts, thus valuing it too little to be able to understand its magnitude. Love is not little, and love dwells in you, for you are host to him. Before the greatness that lives in you, your poor appreciation of yourself and all the little offerings you have given slip into nothingness. Holy child of God, when will you learn that only holiness can content you and give you peace? 31. Remember, that you learn not for yourself alone, no more than I did. It is because I learned for you that you can learn of me. I would but teach you what is yours, so that together we can replace the shabby littleness that binds the host of God to guilt and weakness with the glad awareness of the glory that is in him. My birth in you is your awakening to grandeur. Welcome me not into a manger, but into the altar to holiness where holiness abides in perfect peace. My kingdom is not of this world, because it is in you, and you are of your Father. Let us join in honoring you, who must remain forever beyond littleness. Thank you, Fran and Karen. 31. Remember that you learn not for yourself alone, no more than I did. It is because I learn for you that you can learn of me. I would, I would but teach you what is yours so that together we can replace the shabby littleness that binds the host of God to guilt and weakness 
with the glad awareness of the glory that is in him. My birth in you is your awakening to grandeur, welcoming not into a manger, but into the altar of holiness, where holiness abides in perfect peace. My kingdom is not of this world, because it is in you, and you are of the Father. Let us join in honoring you, who must remain forever beyond littleness. 32. Decide with me, who have decided to abide with you. I will, as my Father wills, knowing his will is constant and at peace forever with itself. You will be content with nothing but his will. Accept no less, remembering that everything I learned is yours. What my father loves, I love as he does, and I can no more accept it as what it is not than he can, and no more than you, no more can you. When you have learned to accept what you are, you will make no more gifts to offer to yourselves, for you will know you are complete in need of nothing and unable to accept anything for yourself. But you will gladly give, having received. The host of God need not seek to find anything. Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie. Thirty-two, decide with me who have decided to abide with you. I will as my Father wills, knowing his will is constant and at peace forever with itself. You will be content with nothing but his will, except no less, remembering that everything I learned is yours. What my Father loves, I love as he does. And I can no more accept it as what it is not than he can, and no more can you. When you have learned to accept what you are, you will make no gifts to offer to yourselves, for you will know you are complete, in need of nothing, and unable to accept anything for yourself. But you will gladly give, having received. The host of God need not to seek The host of God need not seek to find anything. 33. If you are wholly willing to leave salvation to the plan of God and unwilling to attempt to grasp for peace yourself, salvation will be given you. Yet think not you can substitute your plan for his. Rather, join with me in his that we may release all those who would be bound proclaiming together that the Son of God is host to him. Thus will we let no one forget what you would remember, and thus will you remember it. Thank you, Robin Marie and Jessica. 
33. If you are wholly willing to leave salvation to the plan of God and unwilling to attempt to grasp for peace yourself, salvation will be given you. Yet think not you can substitute your plan for his. Rather, join with me in his that we may release all those who would be bound proclaiming together that the Son of God is host to him. Thus will we let no one forget what you would remember, and thus will you remember it. 34. Call forth in everyone only the remembrance of God and of the heaven that is in him. For where you would help your brother be, there will you think you are. Hear not his call for hell and littleness, but only his call for heaven and greatness. Forget not that his call is yours, and answer him with me. God's power is forever on the side of his host, for it protects only the peace in which he dwells. Lay not littleness before his holy altar, which rises above the stars and reaches even to heaven because of what is given it. Amen. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jessica and Judy. I'm sorry, I have to pass, Lori. Lori, I'm sorry, I have to pass. Um, thank you, Judy. Um, is there a new reader then for 32 this morning? Oh, you know what? Reverend Regia read. I'll let Reverend Regia bring us home. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. And, um, okay, so um, 33? 34. 34, right? Yes, 34. Okay. I forgot to move my screen up. Um, call forth in everyone only the remembrance of God and of the heaven that is in him. For where you would help your brother be, there will you think you are. Hear not his call for hell and littleness, but only his call for heaven and greatness. Forget not that his call is yours and answer him with me. God's power is forever on the side of his lost, um, lost host. <laughs> God's power is forever on the side of his host, for it protects only the peace in which he dwells. Lay not littleness before his holy altar, which rises above the stars and reaches even to heaven because of what is given it. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Rachel, and thank you, everyone who read from this beautiful section this morning. Um, it's such a complete unit that I would only make a very small and unworthy attempt to summarize it. Um, so given that that can't be done, <laughs> I just wanted to highlight two paragraphs. Paragraph 29, 
in this season, Christmas, which celebrates the birth of holiness into this world, join with me. We decided for holiness for you. It is our task together to restore the awareness of magnitude to the host whom God appointed for himself. It is beyond all your littleness to give the gift of God, but not beyond you. For God would give himself through you. He reaches from you to everyone and beyond everyone to his son's creations, but without leaving you. Far beyond your little world, but still in you. He extends forever. Yet he brings all his extensions to you as host to him. Decide with me who have decided to abide with you. I will as my Father wills, knowing his will is constant and at peace forever with itself. You will be content with nothing but his will, except no less, remembering that everything I learned is yours. What my Father loves, I love as he does, and I can no more accept it as what it is not than he can. And no more can you. When you have decided, no, I'm sorry, when you have learned to accept what you are, you will make no more gifts offered to yourselves, for you will know you are complete, in need of nothing, and unable to accept anything for yourself. But you will gladly give, having received. The host of God need not seek to find anything amen and at this juncture though it's a few moments before the top of the hour um what a great opportunity we have in awareness of this magnitude to our holy minds through today's lesson i am entrusted with the gifts of god so friend if you'd lead us once again i'd sure be grateful thanks Oh, thank you. Hi, everybody. Still in the first part of the workbook. And today we're on lesson 166. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. So I shall read some from the lesson and then we will do our five-minute practice. Okay. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. All things are given you. God's trust in you is limitless. He knows his son. He gives without exception, holding nothing back that can contribute to your happiness. And yet, unless your will is one with his, his gifts are not received. Here is the paradox that underlies the making of the world. This world is not the will of God, and so it is not real. Every mind that looks upon the world and judges it as certain solid, trustworthy, and true, believes in two creators or in one, himself alone, but never in one God. The gifts of God are not acceptable to anyone who holds such strong beliefs. Here is the only home he thinks he knows. Here is the only safety he believes that he can find. Without the world he made, is he an outcast, homeless, and afraid. 
Yet, in his lonely, senseless wanderings, God's gifts go with him, all unknown to him. He cannot lose them, but he will not look at what is given him. He seems a sorry figure, weary, worn, in threadbare clothing, and with feet that that bleed a little from the rocky road he walks. This is your chosen self, the one you made as a replacement for reality. This is the self you savagely defend against all reason, every evidence and all the witnesses with proof to show this is not you. Your ancient fear has come upon you now, and justice has caught up with you at last. Christ's hand has touched your shoulder, and you feel that you are not alone. Yet even think the miserable self you thought was you may not be your identity. How do we live? For now we cannot die. The wish for death is answered. And the sight that looked upon it now has been replaced by vision, which perceives that you are not what you pretend to be. One walks with you who gently answers all your fears with this one merciful reply. It is not so. He reminds you still of one thing more you had forgotten. For his touch on you has made you like himself. The gifts you have are not for you alone. What he has come to offer you, you now must learn to give. The gifts are yours, entrusted to your care to give to all who chose the lonely road you have escaped. They do not understand, they but pursue their wishes. It is you who teach them now, for you have learned of Christ there is another way for them to walk. Become the living proof of what Christ's touch can offer everyone God has entrusted all his gifts to you. Be witness in your happiness to how transformed the mind becomes which chooses to accept his gifts and feel the touch of Christ. Such is your mission now. He has shared his joy with you and now you go to share it with the world. So we'll do our five-minute practice now. Lesson 166. I am entrusted with the gifts of God.
All things are given you. God's trust in you is limitless. Lesson 166, I am entrusted with the gifts of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was so beautiful, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Fred. This is Reverend Bridget Joy. I wanted to share uh, about the reading, and, and, and it coincides as usual with the lesson, you know. But entrusted uh, with these gifts, so what do we do? We choose littleness. <laughs> I choose littleness. I do now. And you think by now, this is what the ego tells me, by now, um, why are you so... And why would the ego say this? Just to demean me, you know, to make me feel like, you jerk, you know, why don't you get this by now? But no, that's just part of the littleness. <laughs> and it's like, wow, the decision is in the, that beautiful holy instant in which I have never left my source. And it's like that choice is in every. He said, "What's what? What's the holy instant? It's the the holy instant is the instant, the moment you choose it to be." And so in twenty three, he says, "You know, um, choose littleness, and and you will not have peace, for you will will have judged yourself unworthy of it, and uh, whatever you offer as a substitute is much." Too poor a gift to satisfy you. Yeah, so you're just bereft. I am. It is essential, it goes on, that you accept the fact and accept it gladly that there is no form of littleness that can ever content you. You know, ever. You are free to, this is it, you are free to try as many as you wish. But all you will be doing is to delay your homecoming. For you will be content only with magnitude, which is your home. Delay. That's all. Delay. You know, I'm uh, I'm visiting and, and being with the the teachings of Sebastian, the scribing of Sebastian, which is so incredible. It's so in line. So now, when when I, you know, continue to be with the Course in Miracles, it's just echoing this message everywhere, along with choose only love. That it's, you know, you can choose, I can choose, I can choose my littleness, I just delay, that's all. And then, you know, my source has infinite patience, but I won't be happy. I'll tell you, last night, I I couldn't sleep, and I was in, like, some kind of pain, but it it wasn't physical, but it hurt, and I think it was... There's a lot of things, a lot of um, things that hurt in, that I could let them hurt in my life. And, and, I, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I remembered, oh my God, I remembered that I could choose for who I truly am. 
And the thing is, it's e- you said I've said this many, many times to myself and remembered this, it's eternal. And it's true. And what I was feeling isn't eternal, and it's not true. But I bought into it again. And so it's like, wow. So when I did that, I let go, and oh, it lifted like a huge cloud, right? And I could have peace. It's that peace that comes when we align our will with the Father, with our source. When I align my will, and I know who I am, and I remember who I am, because I'm no good here if I don't remember who I am. You know, he said, um, you know, oh, look in 25. <laughs> Where is that? Um, <laughs> to hold your magnitude in perfect awareness in a world of littleness is a task the little cannot undertake. But that's why I came here. I believe to remember who I am in the midst, in the center of, of littleness and of darkness and deceit and all that. I remember who I am and I remember for everyone. So uh, this is so beautiful and it really, really echoes uh, the teachings of, of Sebastian, uh, the scribing of Sebastian, scribes from Mother Mary and Jesus and Archangel Raphael and Gabriel. And just one last thing, 24, there is a deep responsibility you owe yourself and one which you must learn to remember all the time. And, you know, that's what I shy against, responsibility. <laughs> like, oh, you know, so I go back into this world of illusion. But no, 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 no. Um, he said the lesson will seem hard at first and you will learn to, but you will learn to love it when you realize that it is true and constitutes a tribute to your power. So, the yesterday I was driving, and I was seeing, I was in a world, I mean, beautiful, beautiful world, with trees, and just, you know, just lovely. I take this back route to town, and it's just lovely. But still, I was in the world of duality, and problems, and <laughs> illusions, and I realized, I think I was listening to um, listening to choose on that at the time, and I realized, however, that beyond this world there is a world I want, and not only that, beyond this world there is the world I want is there. It was there. It was there. It was the foundation of the world that I was driving through. It was real and eternal, and the foundation. It was there. It was already there. I just needed to acknowledge it. That's the thing. <laughs> So it's nothing I need to do. That's where I think there's major responsibility. Oh, I have to do something. No, no. I'm already. We are already it. Thou art that. I don't have to do anything. It's what I, I just have to open to the reality that's already there. I hope this helps um, someone. This helps me. So I thought I would share it. And um, I'm glad to be here. I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, Reverend Rachel. I love how you emphasized, uh, and there it was in the midst. Um, so thank you.
I just love your share. Thank you, Reverend Reza. I um I had a funky dream last night too. I, <laughs> and I woke up. A holy instant woke me up. It was like <laughs> you are dreaming, yeah. And this is a, a nightmare, girl. And I woke up with a holy instant. A holy instant actually woke me up, and it was my true self saying, you know, this need not be. You don't need to be doing this to yourself. And um, I won't share the whole of it, but um, I, I gently and sweetly just closed my eyes and went back to sleep um, under a blanket of peace, so so gentle and tender and, and wonderful that I can't begin to tell you. The contrast was so huge. It was like I flew to the the outer limits of the of the of the world's atmosphere and and hit the black darkness, and I slept in that peace. It was like, you know, the difference. But um, the lesson today and um, the text today, I'm seeing the word decide a lot. Decide with me. I've decided for you. Um, you know, this dis- every decision we make for heaven or for hell. Um, you know, decide to leave, leave yourself out of, the awareness of your totality you don't need your little self and your little self can't come come near it or even begin to understand it or comprehend it leave your little body mind out of it leave it behind and um oh boy this prince of peace i'm just so feeling the reality of that this morning i am a quake awake and a quake with it born born in me in honor of him whose host I am. So it just makes me want to be still for the rest of the day and just bask in my holiness. It's so real to me this morning. Um, I don't even remember what the lesson is. I'm just so taken, taken. Um, that God, oh, oh, I know the one thought that um, I was getting excited about was um, restoring the kingdom to the kingdom, because <laughs> I always love that, <laughs> that the Christ um, and the Holy Spirit work on me, and when I'm ready, he gives me the understanding of the power of the love of God within me, because I used to pray for that, pray for that, every, and I still do every night, please make perfect to me what is perfect in me, that I might share it, and um, that sharing all of myself, my whole mind, my whole heart, my whole spirit, I commend to you. I give all of myself to you. And have your way with me. Do what you will with me. <laughs> and let, let me be a servant to restore the awareness of the kingdom to the kingdom. And then, you know, I just go out and about on my way in the, in the most normal and common of circumstances. I feel like my head's going to explode because I... I just see the Christ in people, and I see the joy in life. I feel like I'm skipping and dancing, even though I have to move very slow and very painfully and lean on a cane. It's like, it doesn't even bother me. It's really not even bothering me anymore, except when it really hurts bad. Then I just sit down and and forget my body completely. So, ergo, kids, I'm so grateful to be able to share with you um, are working together to restore the kingdom of 
of God altogether now. Altogether now. Um, I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, Judy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like the Beatles, all together now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to, I'm so, just wanted to say what was coming from my heart, but the two paragraphs, Lori, the second of which you said you'd like to highlight that decide with me who have decided to abide with you, I will as my Father wills, knowing his will is constant and at peace forever with capital itself. You will be content with nothing but his will. Accept no less, remembering that everything I learned is yours. This just makes me feel so complete what my father loves I love as he does and I can no more accept it as what it is not than he can (laughs) this is too beautiful and no more can you accept what you are and you will make no small gifts to yourself I'll I'll stop there I, I gotta be I gotta be quiet thank you Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank Judy, I'm this Lori, and I'm still um, I'm still so enamored of um, the dream you had during the night and how that affected you. And uh, so I went back and I read that story in Genesis about Jacob wrestling with the angel all night long. And and, and when he woke up in the morning, he he named the place. I don't know how to say the word. Uh, but he named the place, the translation of which is um, Face of God, actually. He named the place Face of God because he said, I wrestled with God all night long, and yet my life is preserved. And so he called the, the name of the place the Face of God. Um and, and Reverend Regia, in that same vein as you were driving last night, uh, there in the midst, you said, there in the midst, truth comes in. And um, and I was thinking, this is this is the most uh, staggeringly beautiful way the Holy Spirit 
our mind of Christ reaches to us in the midst of whatever the circumstance is where it's possible it seems to my mind to see it one of two ways their Holy Spirit contrives in the midst of those same circumstances to make a gift to me to make of that situation a blessing to me isn't that incredible it's it's like um, Holy Spirit mind of Christ is is the most magnificent poet that can take this situation turn it into a blessing and hand it to my heart in a way that makes that same painful situation that seems so intolerable turn into something that is so beautiful and this is in my experience the way Holy Spirit always talks to me I'm in the midst of disaster however I however I see that thing however I experience my own littleness in relation to this problem or situation and yet Holy Spirit Christ consciousness the weaver of truth reaches into that same experience and poetically converts it into something that magnifies my soul you know and I think this is it, to me anyway to me when I read the purpose of time I read it as those series of events those circumstances those painful situations those uh, seemingly intolerable circumstances that in each and every occasion Holy Spirit reaches into them and gives me an alternative that restores holiness to that situation and everyone involved with it this is to me uh, the poetry of Holy Spirit and um, the way he takes circumstances and weaves it into my life in a way that a blessing comes to me and in your circumstance Jerry I know someone's recommended you have a hip replacement but here's the poetry of that dream when the Sun rose upon him as he passed over this place he said face of God he limped upon his thigh because in the wrestling all night long his hip was wrenched is that not poetic is that not converting a circumstance that mind is tempted to see one way into something different that always brings with it the recognition that I'm not alone in this the only mistake my mind ever made was the thought I'm alone in this I'm never alone in this and in this reading join with me together we will uh, this is my plan everything I learned I learned for you um, all of this is a given when I just take the position and this is how Jacob wrestled with the angel night all night long he took a position he took a position in faith in in this deep responsibility you owe yourself not to be little he took a position and he held the position and isn't that what he says in paragraph 28 or I'm sorry 24 there's a deep responsibility you owe yourself a tribute to your true power 
every decision stems from the value you put upon yourself and only by finding and fulfilling your function can you escape littleness the manual for teachers he calls this the power which is in you not of you and so what's what's my deep responsibility except to hold the position hold the position that God will always Holy Spirit will always draw out of this circumstance whatever it is something that's a blessing to me and everyone involved in this situation this is creation creation by love extension of love it takes the broken circumstances and he says this in this work it's the function of the Holy Spirit to take the broken pieces of God's Son and put them back together again this is how um, how Christ consciousness weaves in and around and through in around and through in ways that bring blessing situation after situation after situation the purpose of time is to recognize what can become of this whatever this is when I align my mind with truth and it never fails it never ever ever fails when I hold the position isn't that beautiful I, I just I'm so enamored of um, of the way the Holy Spirit brings truth to my mind in a way that enlightens me and awakens uh, all of us to the holiness that's available accessible always present never fails um, when I align my mind with magnitude not of me but in me um, complete thanks Lori that was great thank you Thank, Thank you, you so much. I love the way you said hold the position. It's like we're vessels. We're we're holding. We're holy and holding God's presence. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Robin Marie. One little um and last last bit was um you know, in, in dreaming in, in that dream that um, <laughs> the holy instant woke me up and then came the peace that um, let me go back to sleep, which is really ironic to me. That, um, But the, the um, line in the text, I don't know where it is, but I always loved it because it's one of those... Um, um, paradoxes or I don't know what the word is but the, that to rest in pieces for the living <laughs> thank you Lori that was a beautiful share thank you for sharing Judy I, I'm just really grateful for um, the light in that experience that you offer us Thank you.
trying to remember who it was earlier this morning on the lesson conference call. Somebody, really, well, actually a few people, you know, expressed standing firmly in the truth and the, the truth that sets us free from the bondage of the personal self and the insanity of its thinking, its worrying and, you know, worldly concerns, sickness, sin, and death and suffering and all that misery um, making stuff that, you know, in the lesson it says we that God will not trump our misery, you know, that this is the freedom he grants us and it's, it's our decision to stand fast in perfect happiness, perfect peace, and um, limitless joy, you know, it's like I'm I so sat up with that um, affirmation of truth out of a dream that was just, it was so startling. Um, the, the being awakened to the truth is like, you know, there's not all sorts of crazy lights and bells and whistles going on, but the, the understanding in the heart and the mind is, I mean, it's just one of those moments that you never forget. So um, it's enough out of me. Loving, loving at large. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Well, here's another thing I'd like to throw in the mix. Um, Lori here. 
and, and in my meditations this morning I was directed once again back to miracle principles especially um, this one miracle principle 33 it's in paragraph 46 and I think it speaks to a reading today and it goes like this miracles honor man because he is lovable they dispel illusions about him and perceive the light in him they thus atone for his errors by freeing him from his own nightmares they release him from a prison in which he has imprisoned himself uh, doesn't that just sound like that lonely stranger with bleeding feet on a rocky road they release him from a prison in which he has imprisoned himself and by freeing his mind from illusions they restore his sanity man's mind can be possessed by illusions but his spirit is eternally free remember man's only reality is his soul his spirit is eternally free if a man if a mind perceives without love it perceives an empty shell there's that rocky road bleeding feet unaware of the spirit within it but the atonement restores the capital soul to its proper place the mind that serves the spirit is invulnerable and we see that same transition here in this reading if I can hold my magnitude in place against littleness and he says it he says it in paragraph 25 deep responsibility you do not have to strive for your magnitude but you do need to strive against littleness that's like miracle principle 33 I can ask for a miracle um to correct my mind and bring me back to the restoration or the truth of magnitude of the soul every time I ask for a miracle I'm restoring or returning my mind to right-mindedness so that the Holy Spirit can grant me the truth of the situation and the effect of that will be the experience of the miracle that sets everything right and we see that transition in this reading if I strive to um, protect myself from littleness strive against littleness and ask for miracles what will happen is um, a giving and receiving and that's why in the miracle principles he launches from the from the paragraph I just read miracles honor man because he is lovable into miracle principle 34 miracles restore the soul to its fullness by atoning for lack they establish perfect protection strength of the capital soul leaves no room for intrusions and the forgiven are filled with the soul and they forgive in return it is the duty of the released to release their brothers and isn't that just like paragraph 12 of our lesson one thing more that you forgot this touch has made you like himself 
granted you the gift of Christ's vision so that you can see past the littleness and restore the right relationship um, that exists in truth between you and another so that we can give and receive receive and give receive the atonement and extend the mind of atonement it is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive the duty of the release to release together um, that same movement um, is written right into these few paragraphs this morning I'm complete Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori, for that. It was good. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. That was beautiful. And it really reminded me of all the details in the in the lesson and in the reading that um, really jumped out at me today. When I read the lesson early before the call, before the first call, um, when I was reading this, heard about the ego mind defending against the idea that God is there. And I know so many people like that, that if you try to talk to them about the love and the light of God, or God is an alternative to all their suffering, or God is an answer to the misery that they're in, they fight you. And it's like they don't want to give up the world they made. They don't want to give up their version of their story that they wrote and created for themselves to be happy. If you've said to them, all you have to do is accept God's love and God's will and, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God instead of all the other things that you've replaced it with, um, they would still not want it. And, and I'm thinking specifically of my eldest daughter, you know, who suffered so much in her life. And she knows, because she's been in a state of faith many times, she knows that when she gets on her knees and talks to God, things change. And yet still, she will not accept it. And so then in the, in the reading, it says, who is your chosen self? And that goes right to our reading today. Uh, will I be host to God or hostage to the ego. And then I was thinking about what are the gifts that I'm entrusted with? You know, what are the, the gifts I'm entrusted with? What can I offer my brother when I see him or think of him? Because Reverend Chan's always reminding us that relationships occur in our mind as well as in the, in the real, this physical experience. And um, I thought peace, you know, just peace, appreciation for beauty, uh, just openness and trust in, in a divine plan. I thought of all these gifts, and one gift that I've really learned recently in the past year is joy. Um, my granddaughter, you know, when we get her laughing, it's so contagious, and we all feel so much joy, and then my heart just feels like it's exploding. And I've been having a, a drama with my neighbors, and 
it's just so painful, the lack of joy in the picture, you know, just the contracted mind. And um, it's very challenging not to, not to think it's real, to really try to step over those things that are happening on the physical plane and jump into the truth of the situation, which is not the world that I see with my body's eyes. It's very challenging. And um, I just kept praying yesterday, God, help me love them. Help me love them because I was feeling very mad. <laughs> and and it's all and it's all easy to see that it's an illusion of of some past memory of unhealed and unforgiven past drama that's playing out. And when I opened the book this morning, I opened to um, chapter twenty two, and it was talking about differences. You know, there's no. No reality, no two people have, in sin, nobody has the same reality. No one shares their reality in sin. Everyone has their private world. And I was thinking, this is my private world, and I'm taking responsibility for it and owning it, that that what I'm perceiving is an illusion based on something unforgiven and not healed. And I don't want to give any power to it whatsoever. Um, just, you know, if I have to feel something, there's an old song about Jesus. It says, if pain is my teacher, just let me feel it. You know, make of my pieces the work of your art. Jesus, my brother, come heal my heart. And uh, that's, that's kind of like, what do I do with this when I feel angry? Um I know it's not true. I know it's not real. It must be coming some from from somewhere if it's very, very persistent, you know, and if I wasn't paying attention, it could sweep me away. So I have to really, uh, you know, be vigilant against the littleness. Um, anyway, in the magnitude said yesterday, let me de- not deny, let me not deny, let not my mind deny the thought of God. And I kept saying that because I kept saying, my neighbor is the thought of God. You know, my neighbor is the thought of God. This is the Christ standing before me. Let me touch her holy feet and not see what I think I see. You know, but what do I do with these emotions that are just absolutely distorted and, you know, not what I want at all, but seem to be very present. Um... Anyway, yeah, it was a great reading, and I so love the lesson. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. Let me, let me just think what gifts of God I can be grateful for and keep my mind focused on that and try to extend it, at least in my heart and heart-mind energy field, if not, you know, something demonstrative. I'm complete. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, thank you for sharing, Karen. <clears throat> Vigilant against littleness, yep. Thank you, Karen. I, I struggle with this story again, and I struggle with that same that same uh, feeling with um, with my my niece, my goddaughter, in fact. Talk about an established relationship in heaven. 
um, who has such uh, has such a difficulty understanding herself and her world and everything that happens to her. And I just spent a whole week with her, and uh, and my mind was like the churning sea, um, forth and back, forth and back with with uh, thoughts of anger and if only and I wish for and um, all the feelings that were a consequence of letting my mind uh, go unwatched and um, and this is what happens with me I I uh, let my mind unwatched go wandering into the story of how it appears in her life and her suffering and um, with wishing wishing she would make a different decision when in truth I'm only asked to watch my mind and by that I mean my thoughts because if I get thinking separate from Holy Spirit I'm thinking about what she could do differently what uh, how she might see this blah 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 always with if only you if only you if only you and it's those thoughts that lead me into this feeling of hopelessness and uh, tragedy and uh, and a less than helpful position uh, because I'm not helpful at all when I'm involved in that story but when I stay uh, with truth, with the thoughts I think with God, then I can release my mind from that kind of thinking and move into right-minded thinking. And it's as simple, for me anyway, thank God it's simple. Uh, when I find my, my mind wandering like that, to say I don't know and the instant I say I don't know it's like something unsnapped um, from the connections that I've made with this means and now I'm not thinking of this means that Katie's this or this means that Katie that I've moved into this means how God sees it and like I said before the poetry of the Holy Spirit is weaving through these circumstances in ways that I can't see at all but suddenly I'm released from my judgments of what it means to God's meaning I don't know it I can't see it it's not my responsibility my part is to love this one who is also a host to God but believes she's hostage to the ego you see and now I'm liberated and I can be happy and my happiness um, is contagious in a way that she might be lifted in a way that I don't understand but she will perceive uh, that there's love and that's my part that's my only part um, is to stay anchored in that love of God that makes me happy and I will as a consequence 
be lifted from the tragic interpretation that I give to this to a place where this is being woven in a way I don't understand but it will be beautiful because it already is um, that's how I how I get out of that situation anyway I'm complete So clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lori. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Lori. Yeah, this is this has been made very clear to you that um, hold no thought for yourself that I have to come completely willing to give and re- to give all my thoughts, any thoughts I have about whatever it is I'm looking at and is disturbing my peace. In any way, you know, if I'm getting angry or irritated or sad or whatever, the situation is disturbing. Um, that I hold no thought for myself. I give all my thoughts to him so he can replace them with his. <laughs> he who knows the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And God so helps me, you know, God so helps me. Um, and restores me to peace and to joy. But um, that willingness to give and receive completely um, is a point I think we're going to be reading maybe even the next part of the text. Um, That's so clear in what you just shared, Lori. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Yes, here it is. It's right in the next next part of the text. Your mind's completely open to receive and to give the recognition that all minds are in communication. It therefore seeks to change nothing but merely to accept everything. And then um, in your practice, try only to be vigilant against deception and seek not to protect the thoughts you would keep unto yourself. Let the Holy Spirit's purity shine them away. And bring all to your awareness, all your awareness to the readiness for purity he offers you. Thus he will make you ready to acknowledge that you are host to God and hostage to no one and no thing. Oh boy, this is great stuff, isn't it? Thank you guys. Mm, Thanks for that, Judy. And Karen, I'm grateful for for um, for the highlight that relationships are in my mind before they um, before they seem to exist in the world. You know, um, that reminds me of whenever you meet anyone. Remember, it's a holy encounter as you think of him. 
You will think of yourself as you treat him. You will treat yourself. And isn't that just the truth, you know? I can lose track of myself so easy in that story. But when I remember, it's a holy encounter. And as I treat her, I will treat myself. As I think of her, I will think of myself. Never forget. Never forget. Um, relationships are in my mind before they play out in the world. And it turns out um, that if I'm aligning the truth in my mind, that's going to manifest itself in this relationship in a way that I could never plan uh, but will occur naturally as a consequence of remembering every encounter is holy. So um, thank you for highlighting that. That was really, really helpful to me today. Uh, I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. I uh, wanted to say thank you to you for your beautiful share a few minutes ago as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for holding me space. I would just say one more thing, you know, there's this dynamic going on about, uh, well, one neighbor is getting rid of all of, them, all of her plants around the house. And so she offered them to me and so on. And then more neighbors came aboard and wanted to take stuff. And anyway, long story short, it kind of got actually ugly over a few plants. And I don't know how I was even involved or engaged. But then I meditated on it this morning, and I realized it was my ego mind interpreting everything through the template of a childhood experience, you know, a repetitive childhood experience, not a one-timer, but more like, you know, being bullied and being ostracized. And then all of a sudden I was there standing between my little mind and my, and my magnitude, you know, the magnitude that was saying, this is such nonsense. What's going on here, you know? Because it's still only my interpretation. It's still only my own illusions and my ego is just projecting. It has nothing to do with what might be true. I mean, we know what's true, but even in the sense that that's where when I opened the book and it said that, uh, you know, no one has the same perception of sin. No two people have the same perception of sin. And uh, anyway, I did decide I don't want, you know, I'm not upholding this ego thing. I'm just going to pray for to love them. I'm just going to pray to love them and not even engage in the whole mess, you know, because it involves more people. And someone, one person who seems to have a thing against me, and a lot of other neutral people, but, you know, it's just weird. It's really weird. But denying the illusion, I was really interested in denying the illusion. And as you said, and to yesterday, it says, I will not my mind, um, let my mind deny the thought of God. One thing I thought with that was the ego plans and the ego wants to figure out how to fix it. And it's just like you said, if I stay in the I don't know, 
I stay in the emptiness, then I'm not denying the thought of God. I'm just open to the presence of whatever God brings in that moment, in the holy instant. Not in the sense that uh, my ego is, is writing a commentary and writing a story and planning the future, the next scene, and, you know, where it could encounter disappointment or where it could con- encounter something else. Anyway, um, thank you. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Karen. <laughs> that was that was a perfect setup. Um, and boy, am I grateful for it um, as the place to end this recording this morning. Um, boy, it ties a ball around it. And from chapter 18, the little willingness. He says, "Trust not your good intentions." Trust not your good intentions, they're not enough. But trust implicitly your willingness, whatever else may enter. Humility will never ask that you remain content with littleness. But it does require that you be not content with less than greatness, which comes not of you. Your difficulty with the holy instant arises from your fixed conviction that you are not worthy of it. And what is this but the determination to be as you would make yourself? God did not create his dwelling place unworthy of him. And if you believe he cannot enter where he wills to be, you must be interfering with his will. You do not need the strength of willingness to come from me. Not even my willingness comes from me, but only his will. You merely ask the question, the answer is given. Seek not to answer it, but merely receive the answer as it is given. In preparing for the holy instant, do not attempt to make yourself holy to be ready to receive it. That is but to confuse your role with God's. Atonement cannot come to those who think that they must first atone, but only to those who offer it Nothing more than simple willingness to make way for it. Purification is of God alone, and therefore for you. Rather than seek to prepare yourself for him, try to think thus. I who am host to God am worthy of him. He who established his dwelling place in me created it as he would have it be. It is not needful that I make ready for him, but only that I do not interfere with his plan to restore me, my own awareness of my readiness, which is eternal. I need add nothing to his plan, but to receive it, I must be willing not to substitute my own in place of it, and that is all. And that is all. because I am entrusted with the gifts of God. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That was beautiful. Just love the way we... uh, the way we uphold each other. Thank you, my mighty companion.